worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Verses 1 through 9, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Then looking in the book of Psalms, Psalm 127, beginning at verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. And then the final passage we'd like, we invite you to look with us at this point is in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and, you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Verses 1 through 4, Ephesians 6. Father, we thank you once again for the wonderful and blessed privilege and opportunity and just great gift of being believers who've been drawn off the road to hell, on the road to heaven. You've made us a part of your family where your children. Thank you for that wonderful, blessed opportunity. And Lord, you've also called us to go into all the world and make disciples, and you've called us to begin in our own homes. What a privilege it is for us to be disciples ourselves and the honor and privilege of being able to disciple our children especially, Lord, to help them come to know you and to learn how to walk with you and fulfill the call of God upon their lives. Father, more and more, help us to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word in every area, particularly in the area of the whole calling of going out to make disciples. 
Thank you for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for us as a nation. Help us as the church and as a nation to put you first. Help us to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Our Heavenly Father, we come to praise you. We come to lift high your precious name today. We thank you so much for your kindness to us, the the mercies that we wake up to every morning, the great hope we have here on this earth and beyond. Thankful for your Son, Jesus, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Just a reminder, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. I want to remind you, uh, specifically today as we're looking at the topic of faithfully discipling our children, I want to remind you some of the resources that we have. We're glad to share them. We like to share them. We invite you to email us to get some. I have some articles in particular that especially focus on the work of discipling our children. One is entitled, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. Another one is entitled, Redeeming the Time with Our Children. And the third one is entitled, Children Who Read the Word of God. These and a few others are specifically for and focus largely on the important, the vitally important work of we as parents discipling our children and our grandchildren. If you'd like to get copies of these particular articles, simply email me, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them. And our hope is that you'll be encouraged and empowered as a parent in the great work of discipling your children, helping them to come to know Christ and help them to grow up in their faith as well. Well, once again, we're grateful to have the parent and child uh, uh, in the case of we've had a number of wonderful children that participated in our Ten Commandments Project pro-life speech contest, and we've had the opportunity to have a number of great parents and their children who participated in the project on the broadcast. And so we're grateful once again to have just that opportunity. We have with us today Christine Owens and her daughter Brianna, who participated in the Ten Commandments Project Pro-Life Speech Contest. Christina and Brianna, how are you all today? Doing well. Thanks so much for having us. All right. We're honored to have you all on today. And we're going to talk to Mom first, Christina, and uh, then we will hear from Brianna. We're going to hear her speech and from Brianna in a few minutes, though. But, Christina, thank you again for being with us today. And just a reminder now, Brianna is one of how many children again? Um, I have eight children. My husband and I have eight. Brianna is actually the second. So they range in age from the oldest is 16, and the youngest is about to be 11 months old. (laughs) Okay, okay. And what what are the ages? So 16 is my oldest daughter, and then Brianna is 14. Then I have a son who's 12. Another son who's 10, another son who's 8, a daughter who's 6, another son who is 3, and then the baby, he's a boy, and he's 11 months. Mm, That sounds like a beautiful family. And, you know, to be very honest, uh, Christine, you don't hear of many families that size these days, but, you know, to be very honest, 
it's beautiful to see large families. And amongst other things, that's a demonstration of people that really take God's Word to heart. And so we're grateful to have you on today and to get a chance to talk with you some about the work of discipling your children as a whole. But in particular, we're going to be talking about just Brianna's uh, participation in the Ten Commandments uh, Pro-Life Speech Contest. So we're grateful to have you on. Can you share with us, how do you think you've seen Brianna to be encouraged in her walk with Christ as she participated in the Ten Commandments uh, Project's uh, Pro-Life Speech Contest? Um. It's been really neat to see to see her grow in this because Brianna is a very she's a very driven, motivated young lady, and um, I really feel like the Ten Commandments speech gave her a platform to share her voice and to share her heart on this this topic. And I just really saw her grow in just her boldness and confidence, and and really just her driven motivation because. She was approached with this opportunity, and she asked me about it, and I said, sure, if, if you want to do that, then go for it, and she did. She just took it, she owned it, and she did it on her own, and I'm really proud of her as a, a 14-year-old to just um, self-pace herself, to do her own research, and to really just give herself fully to to the project. I felt like I saw a lot of maturity in her. Mm-hmm. That's neat to share, Christine. I appreciate you just sharing your perspective and your heart on that. And that's so important, though, because as parents, we like to see our children obviously first come to know Christ, but then to see them grow and to be able to grow up and grow stronger in their walk with the Lord. That's such a reward in and of itself. So thank you for sharing. And I can imagine if Dad, who my understanding is working, if he was here, he'd have a whole lot more along with that to share uh, of how much he's yes, seen he and encouraged. So, okay. Now, were you at all surprised that she did decide to get involved in a contest like this? I really was. I really wasn't um, mm-hmm. because she's she's one of those um, children that has a lot of ability to manage a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So she has a lot of interests, a lot of desires, and and passions and goals. And she just has the ability to kind of juggle a lot of things. And so out of all my children, she would she surprised me the least that she was willing to take the challenge and really grow in this way and, and research these things. And so I wasn't surprised that um, when the opportunity came to her that she she took the opportunity and she decided to see it through to the end and um, made sure that she had everything together by the deadline. and. And really, without any help from me, um, made sure she did it. Mm, that's good. That's good. Well, how do you think any young person could benefit by getting involved with a project like this from your perspective? Oh, I think this was great. And and the reason is I think it challenges and it can draw children out of and teens out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the very nature of this opportunity and this platform it's encouraging young people. It's basically saying, we believe you have something to say, and we want to hear what you have to say on this subject. So the very nature of this challenge is empowering to young people to say, we invite you to speak on this because we know you have something to say and we want to hear it. And so I think that 
that support that's felt and that underlying principle mm-hmm. of the challenge gives teams the confidence they need to step out of their comfort zone and share and share what they have to say about about these topics. And so I think that um, I think it's just a wonderful opportunity because of just the nature um, of the challenge. I think that's an outstanding point, uh, Christina. Thank you for sharing that. Would you pray for parents now that parents would grow in their understanding of the need for us to make it a high priority to really disciple our children, to help them to come to know Christ, and to really grow strong in Him as well? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for who you are and that you are a wonderful Father and that you are a creator and that you are the giver and the sustainer of life, Lord. We thank you so much for the beautiful children that you have placed in our lives, either biologically or through adoption or through grandparenting or fostering, Lord. We thank you that each child has come to us um, as a gift from you, and we pray that you would give us the strength to hold that gift precious, to train these children in patience and love. We pray that you would give us endurance um, and that we would just take the task as the high calling that you have given it to us with, with boldness and with passion, Lord, that we would shepherd these children's hearts, Lord. Um, I pray, Lord, specifically for the parents of older, older children, that you would give us the courage and the boldness to step into their lives, Lord, and to just seek their heart, seek to hold their heart and to, to shepherd their hearts, Lord, that we would just press into their lives, that we would not be We wouldn't shy away from the things of this culture and the things of this world that they're being taught, that we wouldn't shy away from topics, Lord, but that we would just press in to the confusion in their mind or the confusion that they're being taught either at school or through friends or other places, that we would press into that, Lord, and that we would seek to open up your word to them and show them the truth of your word and what you say, and that you are the creator and the founder of this world and you have a way and a design for their lives, Lord. We pray that you would be glorified in us as we take up this calling. In your name, Lord. Amen. 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 Our phone guest today, Christina and Brianna Owens. We'll be right back to hear from Brianna.
music of Covenant Church with I Will Lift Up My Eyes. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Christina Owens and her daughter Brianna. Brianna did participate in our Ten Commandments Project Pro-Life Speech Contest, did a great, great job. And so we're going to talk to Brianna right now. Brianna, how are you today? I am good. Thank you. Great to have you on today, and uh, again, very just proud to have you be on and to be able to talk to you. And we're going to share your speeches just a few moments, though. But tell us, Brianna, now how old are you? I am fourteen years old. You're fourteen years old. All right. And what grade are you right now? Um, I'm in ninth grade. You're ninth grade. Ninth grade. What are some hobbies that you have? Um, I enjoy photography. And I love art and sketching, and I also enjoy soccer and swimming. Mm. You sound like a busy young lady that has mastered the art of not sleeping. You stay busy, don't you? So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Brianna, we're going to listen to your powerful speech, and then we're going to come back and talk to you in a few minutes, okay? Okay. Okay. Hello, my name is Brianna Owen, and I'm going to read my speech to you about how euthanasia and abortion are murdered. Euthanasia is the practice of intentionally ending someone's life, usually a patient's, to relieve pain or suffering. Voluntary euthanasia is where a person's life is ended at their request, or that individual committing suicide. Involuntary euthanasia is when the decision to end the patient's life is, one, based on what the incapable individual would have wanted if they could be asked Two, based on what the decision maker would want if he or she were in the patient's place and three based on the doctor's decision according to his or her own criteria and reading reasoning involuntary euthanasia occurs when a person who would be able to provide informed consent is killed this occurs when the person does not want to die or is not asked whether he or she would like to live this is usually called murder Euthanasia is something that should not be done. The sixth commandment out of the ten is do not murder. I believe euthanasia, whether voluntary, non-voluntary, or involuntary, is murder. You are taking the life of someone who was beautifully created by God in his image. Teenagers and young adults, now more than ever, are suffering with voluntary euthanasia, also known as suicide. They don't see themselves the way God does. They may temporarily be going through a struggle in life, even if it's for years, and so they decide to do something permanent about it. They murder themselves, something the Lord tells us not to do, because they feel it's better than going through whatever hard thing they're going through at the moment. Taking a temporary situation and making it permanent by killing themselves is not right, and it's wrong, and it helps when someone just comes along and shows them how God loves them. Encouragement and prayer can go a long way. In Ephesians 2.10, it tells us, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. God created us, each and every one of us, for good, so we can share his love with others. Murder is wrong, and we can do something about it. We can encourage those who might be thinking of doing it not to. And I believe this is the most important thing we can do. We can pray. Psalm 102.17 says, 
He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayers. Prayer is very powerful. Euthanasia should not be practiced. It is murder. But the sad thing is that some states in America have made it legal to do so. Sadly, abortion is legal in many states of America as well. Abortion is murder, even though people try to call it otherwise. In Psalm 119.14, it says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. The baby in the womb is a living being created in God's image. The child is not just tissue, cells, and organisms. It is a person, a baby, who is loved by God. The child in the womb cannot speak, can't even defend itself. So we shouldn't throw them away because, according to the world, they're not alive. Psalm 139.13 says, For you formed my inward parts, knitted to me together in my mother's womb. The children in their mother's womb are growing. God tells us in this verse that he is knitting them together, just like he knitted us together. Killing a child just because they are unborn and can't defend themselves is not right. Just as the sixth commandment is, you shall not murder. The ninth commandment is, you shall not tell lies. Those who are pro-abortion cover up that they are committing murder by saying, the embryo is not actually living. It is obvious that the child in the womb is alive. It even has a heartbeat. The child in the womb displays beautiful creation by God. He, it shows how beautiful he is and how artistic he is. Psalm 127.3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of a womb, a reward. God loves unborn children just as much as he loves those who have been born. We are all created equally, and just because someone can't stand up for themselves doesn't mean we should choose abortion or euthanasia. Life begins at conception. Abortion is murder. Exodus 20.13, you shall not murder. No matter how much the world says abortion and euthanasia is not murder, it is. And God tells us not to commit it. So that's my speech. Thank you. All right, Brianna. Powerful, powerful speech. Thank you so much again for sharing that. Just want to ask a few questions about that. Um, you know, between I, I guess your your speech was like a a sermon lecture speech all wrapped up in one. So powerful. Uh, <laughs> want to ask you a few questions about it. Now, you addressed euthanasia, you addressed suicide, and you addressed abortion as well. And I, I really do appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, all we, we had a total of 38 speeches, and again, all of them were very good. You were the only one that I heard address euthanasia specifically. And I'm grateful that you did because, of course, it too is a very serious problem in our culture, in spite though people may say, well, it's not legal in our nation. Well, actually, it's important to understand, sadly, it does happen in our culture very often. So again, thank you for being willing to tackle a very tough and heavy topic uh, of euthanasia. And of course, you touch on suicide, which too is very serious as well. Uh, What would you say, just really encourage you to go ahead and address specifically euthanasia as well as abortion? Um, Well, what encouraged me to speak about euthanasia is I know several young people who have struggled with thoughts of suicide 
and I have grown I have grown up to love this wonderful life that God has given me. So for so for me, I struggle to see why someone would want to end this precious life. Knowing these people who have struggled with these thoughts has convicted me to speak on euthanasia. I want to show them somehow that God that this life God has given us is beautiful and wonderful. And I decided to speak on abortion also because um it's very powerful and I it can hurt a lot of people. It hurt, doesn't only hurt the baby that is killed, it hurts the mother that was affected by it too. Because the mother from the time that the baby is start has started to grow, she is connected to the child and then once she gets rid of it she usually feels like her right life is ruined because she feels the guilt and she subconsciously knows that it's a baby that she has killed. Mm. You know, all of the points you make are very important and powerful points, Brianna. So thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I guess I'm I'm not familiar with people referring to euthanasia as like suicide as being self-euthanasia, but I guess that's certainly one way to put it because that's exactly what it really is in a sense. So thank you again just for sharing your perspective and your thoughts on that. And I hope that I hope that many young people will both hear the wisdom that you shared and learn and draw from God's wisdom and grace that he shared through you as well. So, well, uh, tell me this too now specifically. What would you say really made you decide to even enter the Ten Commandments Pro-Life Speech Contest? Um, Well, I have always believed unborn children should have a voice, and I would like to be one of those voices. I believe that we should be standing up for and defending those who are dying against their will. A lady from my church, Miss Donna, Miss Donna Miskimmon, shared the American Family Association magazine from April with me. Mm-hmm. In the magazine, it shared the Ten Commandments pro-life speech. She shared it with me, thinking me or one of my siblings would be interested in entering the contest. I was interested in doing this because I felt it would be a good growing experience for me and a good thing to research and learn deeper. Mm. You know, I'm so glad that lady did share it with you. So we we have the powerful speech that you shared. So praise the Lord for how that the Lord used that lady to encourage you to get involved. Yes. And so, now have you just have you happened to have shared your speech at your church at this point or not? Not yet. Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. I well, shared I, it with my pastor though. You did. Okay. I I I imagine he was tremendously encouraged, wasn't he? Mhm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, um I certainly hope the opportunity for you to share it at your church does open up. That is something that we encourage the youth to do that are participated and of course in some cases that works out sometimes it may not have, but we we appreciate those appreciate those that do attempt to do that. Well, tell me this. Did you learn anything that you didn't know as you were researching, you know, in Scripture and doing research in general as you prepared your speech? Did you learn any new things that you didn't know already? Um, no, I did not, but I learned more in depth about euthanasia. Mm-hmm. And I, like, as I was studying in the Bible, it just really struck out to me how much God values life. That is an outstanding point. So thank you for sharing that as well. How has has your being involved in the project 
help you grow in your walk with the Lord? How has, in other words, how has your being involved in the project helped you grow personally as a believer? Okay. Um, well, this has this experience has helped me um, to be thankful for the life God has given me, and not take this life for granted. I love reading in the Bible how God created us and how much He loves us. This project has grown me in many ways. Um, I have jumped out of my comfort zone in sharing this with others, and that has helped me become more confident in sharing God's Word with others. Mm. I strongly believe that God loves unborn babies and cares for those who cannot defend themselves. I have uh, seven siblings, six of which are younger than myself. The youngest is 11, 11 months old. I love watching them as they discover new things and seeing their joy for being alive. I want to have faith like a child and continually discover new things about God with excitement and curiosity. Mm, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, you're going to read a scripture for us. Um, Psalm mm-hmm. 112. Uh, would you go ahead and read that for us, please? Yes. Okay. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who dwells generously and lends who conducts his affairs with justice, for the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. The wicked man sees it and is angry. He gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desire of the wicked will perish. All right. Thank you, Brianna. You're an excellent reader. Thank you for taking the time to read that. Father, we thank you for Brianna. We thank you for her mom, Christina. Thank you, Lord, for every member of the Owens family. And thank you for the many ways that these two precious Parents are discipling their children, helping them to come to know Christ, helping them to grow in Christ. And Father, for every parent listening, I pray, Lord, that you would reach through this broadcast and encourage them in the area of helping their children to grow closer to Christ and stronger in Him each and every day. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guests today are Christina and Brianna Owens. We'll be right back.
Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Christina and Brianna Owens. Brianna was one of our uh, contestants in the Ten Commandments Project Pro-Life Speech Contest, did an outstanding job, and we're talking briefly to Brianna at this time. Brianna, just I'd like to ask another question here. Why do you think it's so important for children and youth to read God's Word every day? I believe it is important for us youth to read God's Word so that we, when we face trials, trials, we will be equipped with truth. And if we get into practice of reading the Bible daily, then when hard trials arise, we will not even second-guess whether we should get our Bibles out and read it. And we won't push it off thinking we don't have time. It is important for all Christians to grow in their faith. We can grow by reading our Bible, spending time with God, spending time with other Christians, are committed to growing in Christ and worshiping our Lord. Mm. You're a wise young lady, Brianna. Thank you for sharing that. You know, on a pretty regular basis, I, I really try to encourage adult believers as well as young people to set a goal of reading at least three chapters in the Bible every day. I don't, none of us have the ability to overemphasize how important reading God's Word is to us every single day. So thank you for sharing that wisdom and encouragement then. One last question, Brianna. What are some things you think the church can do to help more young people, youth and young people, come to know Christ and to grow in their faith? What are some ideas that you would suggest to the church? Um, I believe the church can come alongside those who are struggling and just be there for them. Show them we care. It is important that we share our faith with the next generation. God will give us the strength to speak truth. I believe the Holy Spirit will work through our generation and come alongside us to evangelize to the world. Ultimately, it is each person's choice to follow Christ. I pray that each young person will either be convicted to share their faith or come to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Mm, Great answer. Great answer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, You were going to pray for... Uh, would you take time now to pray for young people that may be listening? Whatever's on your heart to pray for them about, please. Yes. Um, dear Lord, we come to you today with um, thoughts on our heart, Lord. Please 
um, we're praying for the um, youth of today. Please help the next generation to grow up in you and wisdom of you, Lord. Please help them to follow you, and please help us to share our faith with the world and for them to come to know you. And we also pray for our government, for them to come to know you, and for those, the Christian politicians, to share their faith. And please help us to speak truth to the world, Lord. Amen. 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 All right, Brianna, you said, you said you're 14 years old, right? Yes. You sound like you have the wisdom of a 30-year-old. You, you're a wise young lady, so thank you again for being on with us. So yeah. we're, we're going to talk back to your mom, Christina, okay? Okay. All right. All right, Christina. Again, uh, Brianna did a beautiful job with her speech, and I appreciate the wisdom and the grace with which she's answered some of the questions we shared. So um, can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. All right, Christina. Again, of course, don't have to ask about how proud you and your husband are of your daughter. She did a great <laughs> job. So thank you again for letting her be a part of this project. Uh, Christina, in, uh, thank you for the opportunity. All right. We don't have a whole lot of time left here, though, but I wanted just to ask you a few more things. What would you say as a parent are two or three of some of the biggest challenges of discipling your children that you've run into? Hmm. Yeah. So I would say, probably for me personally, one of the biggest challenges is um, just energy and time <laughs> um, in in discipling my children is is just because it is it is a big big task, and, and maybe even sometimes I feel like I lack wisdom as far as with energy and time. When I have limited time, I lack sometimes the wisdom to know where to put the time that I have <laughs> mm-hmm. and where to put the little energy I have, either it be what child to invest in at that specific time or what task to do with the time that I have. And so I would say for me personally, that's probably the biggest hurdle in discipling my children. Mm. You know, that's that's a very interesting and a neat answer. You know, I think of this too, you know, um, there, there's a great mom in history. Uh, you may, may be familiar with her name was Susanna Wesley. She was the mother of, uh, of John and Charles Wesley. Now, she actually, if, mm. if I'm remembering correctly, she actually had, I think, about 19 children. Uh, and so she had a few more than you all actually had. But she, <laughs> yeah. she, she did a quite a, uh, just by the grace of God, a tremendous job of discipling her children. And two of her children grew up to help change the world and to help strengthen the church at a very important time in Mm -hmm. history. And we don't know nearly as much about her husband, but Susanna Wesley was an outstanding mom when it comes to discipling her children and helping them grow in their faith. And I think in her case, she managed to spend a full hour with each of her children uh, in the course of a week. Now, I would mention, too, her story is a powerful story for any parent to read about. Now, I think she actually lost quite a few of her children uh, oh. at a very young age, but oh. I think she fully raised at least, I think, 10 of them. 
So, but a tremendous example, a tremendous example of a Christian mom. So uh, to you, Christine, and to mm-hmm. every parent listening, reading about Susanna Wesley is quite, would be a, quite a, a challenging and an encouraging endeavor to do that. So just mention that. So, yeah. Christine, I want to ask, you. would you pray for parents, whatever's on your heart to pray for parents uh, in the area of, make, of discipleship, making it the priority it needs to be, whatever's on your heart to pray for parents about, please. Okay, yes. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this um, opportunity to come before you this this day. And we pray, God, that you would just give us the strength and the endurance to disciple these children you have given us, the children in our lives, Lord, through whatever means they're in our lives. We pray, God, that you would give us wisdom and insight into the needs of these children, that you would help us to see through your eyes, to see straight to their heart, straight to the need, Lord, and that we would look past the behaviors um, that we may see, and we would just see the need for their heart. And Lord, their hearts, they need you. And I pray, God, that you would give us the strength to open your word to them, that you would call us to our knees in prayer for these children, and that you would just give us the strength of the task um, that you have called us to, Lord, knowing that you are You are with us every step of the way, Lord. Give us grace and favor and just soften our children's hearts towards you. Call them to yourself, Lord, for it's you that bring bring salvation. And so we pray that you would draw them to to your heart, Lord. We love you and we thank you. In your name, Lord. Amen. 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 And, you know, Christine, I would just mention this too again. You know, I think of this that like, uh, my wife, Birdie, and I, we have six children. They're all grown now. We have three grandchildren. And from my perspective, uh, I, it's hard to imagine life without any one of them because each of them are special. Yeah. They're gifts in, to, to themselves. And yet it's sort of funny to think people think that these are such that size is such a big family. But the reality, that that's really not that big, to be quite honest, you know, so... But each yeah, child yeah. is a gift from the Lord. So one last question before we run out of our time today. I wanted to ask you this. What would you say is something that you'd say has been fairly easy for you to do as a parent in the area of discipling your children? Mm. I would actually say something that's that's easy is um, just the resources that are available, Um there are so many things you can do with your children. I know our pastor always has resources for us for young children and for the teenagers. And I actually have a list of things that I continually want to do with mm-hmm. my children. And so there's there are plenty of resources out there. There are podcasts like this one you can listen to with your children. Um, there's email lists you can get on of ideas for your children, magazines, and um, just groups and homeschooling things or public schooling things or um, books you can read with them. So I think for me, it's easy to find the resources and there's so many things to come alongside you as a parent that mm-hmm. you can do with your children. Um, but then just praying through that and asking God for wisdom on, on what things would be good um, to do, because there are, there are just so many, so many resources. So I think finding things to do, with my children would probably be the easiest thing um, mm-hmm. with discipling them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, That's neat. I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, something that 
on a pretty regular basis here on the broadcast, I really try to encourage and challenge parents to do is to have each of their children read three chapters out loud to them each and every day. That is those that can Mm -hmm. read. And, of course, I realize, you know, that a bit of a task for parents that have more children, but the reality is this. One of the things I found as a pastor over the last 46 years is that it is so valuable to plant God's Word in this way in our children. I can't overemphasize how important it is, yet sadly it's tragic how rare it is that you find a parent that will make time to have each of their children read the Word of God out loud to them each and every day. And, of course, reading out loud is important because that way you know they did it. Sometimes you have parents yeah. who say, yes, exactly. go to your room and read. They may or may not, and they might go there and fall asleep, <laughs> or they might play a video game. But making the time is so important. So, yeah. Yes, exactly. But, uh, well, um, thank you again, Christina and uh, Brianna. We're going to come back to you in just a moment. But as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today, and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, any person listening, wherever you may be listening from, the most important decision in life is the decision to give your heart to Jesus Christ. If you'd like to make that step, how important it is that you do just that. Would you pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. You told us in your word, Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Once again, the email joseph at afr.net. Well, Christina and Brianna, again, thank you all so much for being with us today. You did a great job. And keep up the great work of serving the Lord with your family and your home as well. Thanks for being with us today, okay? Thank you so much. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right, and I certainly hope that we can get Brianna back on sometime to read Scripture once again for us. I know she's busy, but we're going to ask her to make time if she would down the line. Thanks for being a part of our listening family. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.